first, please. Hey, Gabe, how's it going? Hey, what's up, mate? Yeah, all good, thanks, all good. Um, obviously, we know it's been a bit of a grudge build-up between you two. Um, just briefly explain why there is this bad blood, if you can. Um, I mean, I just think it's a competitive thing. You know, um, we've came up at the same time. You know, have a, you know, I'll probably have a year more than him as, as a professional, but, you know, 2007, 2006, pretty close. And, um, you know, it was just a fight that was fought, should have happened a while back. But, you know, I guess the timing is perfect for now. So it's just, you know, it's going down on Friday. And lastly, why do you think you beat Daniel Jacobs only three defeats on his record most recently to Canelo? Why do you think you'll beat him on Friday? Yeah, um, you know, I think at this, at this point in my career, you know, um, experience factor, you know, is there. And... Um, I think it comes down to just Will, who wants him more, you know. Um, I think he slowed down a bit, you know. Um, and it just comes down to who's hungry, who really wants it. Thanks for speaking to myself and pro boxing fans. Best of luck on Friday. Yeah, for sure. Okay, go for it, Matt. This is Matt for Behind the Gloves. Thanks for joining us, Gabe. Yeah, how you doing, man? You're now working with um, legendary trainer Freddie Roach. What has he brought to your team and how do you think he's going to improve you as a fighter come Friday night? You know, I just think Freddie, what he adds to me is um, just that 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 work ethic. You know, I've, I've always worked hard, but with, with Freddie, it's a, it's a game plan that we work on consistently every day, you know. Um, and it's just that that mental focus, you know, staying locked in, staying focused on on what's at hand, and it's just strictly business, you know. So, I think uh, Freddie just keeps me locked in, you know, and I'm just ready. Is, do you think that Danny's made a huge mistake in choosing to fight you at this point, and that he's maybe overlooking you um, and looking at maybe the losses you've got on your record and yeah. thinking you're a stepping stone for him to get another world title shot? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's how he's looking at it. And, you know, my job is to give him a rude awakening, you know. Um, I'm not going to fight him like like I'm a challenger, you know. I'm going to fight him like I'm there to win, you know. I'm in this to win it. Um, you know, I'm not in this to, to make it to the 12th round and say rounds with Danny Jacobs. I'm in it to try to take him out of there, you know. If, if I don't get a knockout to, you know, hopefully – decisively on the scorecards but you know I want to I want to give him a rude awakening and just let him know like you thought this was a tune-up fight but you're in a real fight now and finally do you think that you're able to go to a different place mentally and you're, you're more mentally stronger than Danny coming into this fight and do you think you'll be able to take him maybe into deep waters um, where you'll really have to you know dig yeah. out absolutely absolutely and I think a lot of that has to do with um, the camp with Freddie, you know, sticking to a game plan, um, you know, hard sparring, you know, with top, top fighters, young, strong fighters, two, three at a time, you know, I think just that grueling type of training camp that we had and that mental focus is definitely going to prepare me to just, you know, be ready for whatever um, come Friday. So I think that's definitely going to be an advantage. All right, cheers. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you.
Jackson, man. Hey, what's good, Gabe? Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, um, is it more pressure on uh, for your own for you to meet your or exceed your own expectations, or um, to show that you were deserving of this fight? Uh, D Danny mentioned earlier that maybe he shouldn't be fighting a guy the caliber of you. That's his words. Yeah. Which which is greater for you? You know, man, I think for me, it's what keeps me hungry right now is just, you know, to put myself in a position to get a world title. You know, I think I've, I've been in big fights, you know, and I think, uh, you know, just the schedule that I've had and, and type of fighters that I've fought back to back, you know, is a, is a difficult schedule for anyone, right? So it's just one of those things that makes make it. Uh, for me, I just kind of just took that time to just reflect on it and how can I get better? So, you know, going into this fight, the way I see it is like, I'm really not focused on what Danny could do. It's more about what I could do and me just mentally being prepared to to just bring out the best of me. You know, um, obviously Danny, um, with his skills, he's definitely going to, you know, you need a dance partner. You need somebody that's going to bring that out of you. So Danny's definitely that guy. So um, I think it is it's, it's definitely going to be a, a great performance for me, just just uh, locking in uh, the way everything is. What's the, been the major takeaway from you? You mentioned the fighters that you've the series of fighters that you've uh, faced, the decisions and outcomes in those situations, the preparation, whether you learned anything there. Uh, what have you what's what, what's what have you gained most that will allow you i thought i saw the comment from you was you plan on humbling him what out of all of your recent experiences will allow you to do that yeah you know um i think sometimes you get caught up and feel yourself too much and i mean and, and you don't put the work that you think you're putting in you think you're going hard but you're really not you know what i'm saying and i think you know that's just what that's just how i read dan right now you know, I think Dan's in a situation where he's feeling himself. He's looking past me, you know, and um, and I've been there before, you know what I mean, mentally. So I understand that. Um, and I know that at this point in my career, you know, you can't, you can't afford to make any error, any mistake. You know, if you're not feeling like putting in that road work, you better put that road work in, you better suck it up. I mean, if you don't want to do eight rounds sparring that day with three different guys, you better suck it up, you know, and it's just me. Kind of, that's kind of just going along with whatever my trainers needed and whatever I had to do to, you know, to be victorious. You know, now I don't know if Danny's mind is is, is is there, is there right now in this moment. Last question: What's your reaction to him? He's feeling better at 168. Uh, we've seen him have get one fight in at 168, look pretty good against Chavez. Uh, yeah. What's your reaction to his, his his thoughts of being at 168 and and operating at optimal performance? Yeah, well, you know, we both moved up at the same time. You know, obviously with age, you know, to the, the weight cut is a lot difficult. You know, metabolism changes, things like that get get bigger, um, put more muscle on. So, you know, um, I feel better at 68. You know. Um, could I make 60? I could, but I don't know if I'll be as strong as I, I feel now. So, you know, 68, definitely um, more comfortable. So I can see where he feels more comfortable at 68 as well. But at the same time, it could be that he feels too good where he's probably not putting in as much work as he should when, when he had to make that 160. So 
we'll see we'll see on Friday. All right, best of luck to you, man. Thank you. Hey, what's going on, Gabe? How you doing? Hey, what's up, bro? So I got a question, man, directly from the fans. I asked Danny the same thing. Um, yeah. with, all, with all the bad blood leading up to this fight, you know, what are the chances that after you guys settle your differences in the ring that, you know, you guys can just shake hands and just move forward as professionals? You know, it's, it's, not, it's not no hate thing for me. Like, I don't hate the man. For me, it's more of um, I just want to prove that I'm better than him, you know. Um, so it strictly really comes down to just this performance, right? You know, I don't got no ill will against him. I don't wish nothing bad against him. So, you know, I'll be, I have no problem after the fight. So, but, you know, there's been a lot of things said going into the fight that, you know, I don't like. I feel like, like I said, I want to humble him. You know, I want to shut him up for, for the things he. Right. I mean, you always involved in the fan-friendly fight, man. I can't wait for Friday night. Thank you, man. Thank you, champ. Best wishes. Sure. Without. The boxing source next, please. King Gabe Rosado, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, man? Doing good, doing good. Uh, given that you're, you know, coming out of Philly and uh, Danny's, you know, coming out of Brooklyn, like, how is that having that Philly-New York type of rivalry going into this particular fight? Yeah, is is it's dope, you know. Um it's a fight that could have easily sold out in New York, you know, Philly or whatever, but you know, under the circumstances it's playing out the way it is. But you know, it's a big fight. You know, I fought in Brooklyn, I've headlined in the in the Barclays Center. I fought in Madison Square Garden, so I got a big fan base out there. Being Puerto Rican, you know, you got a big Puerto Rican population. So yeah, man, it's 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 vibrant. You know, I fought guys from the from New York, Sagoon Powell and and um few other guys so you know the rivalry is real like as far as a new york guy and a philly guy fighting each other now one last question uh you've been talking about this you know fighting them since like december like how is it to finally culminate in having this fight coming up on friday well yeah you know here's the thing they wanted to fight you know what i'm saying so it's not like it's not like i just came out of no out of the blue and just start you know talking about it you know, it was a fight that after what happened in Phoenix, you know, his team reached out to me and it was like, oh, look, we gonna make this fight happen. So, you know, I, you know, I stirred it up, you know, I started instigating the situation um, just to see if it was, if they was real about it. You know, they reached out to me and told me, you know, I was just chilling. And um, so, you know, the fight was supposed to happen, then the pandemic hit, you know, and now, now we're here. So, um, Time it was a fight that Danny wanted as well. You know, he had his options to go fight for a world title. Um, I also had my options. You know, I was offered the Billy Joe Saunders fight, but I turned that down because I wanted Danny. And and it was the same thing. Danny turned the Billy Joe Saunders fight because he wanted to fight me. So, you know, it was mutual. Gotcha. Thanks, King. And good for luck sure. on Friday. No doubt. Thank you. Gabe, Gail Falkenthal in San Diego. Thanks for giving up your Thanksgiving weekend for us, for our entertainment. You know, there's been a lot more discussion again lately. It comes up all the time about keeping the O on the record, uh, you know, not facing the tough fights and yeah. from the fans. And also looking over at the mixed martial arts community where this just doesn't seem to be as big a deal. Yeah. And you're one of those guys they're talking about with yeah. losses on your records 
all to very tough names. And I would love your thoughts on this whole discussion because yeah. you're sitting in a seat to know what that's like. Yeah. No, I just think it comes down to being authentic. Um, I think with the whole O situation, it's just about guys want to guys want to go into the foot fall into the footsteps of Floyd Mayweather. Um, you know, but a lot of guys forget that. You know, they think they know Money Mayweather, but they don't know Pretty Boy Floyd. Pretty Boy Floyd fought a lot of guys and took a lot of chances against fights that he could have lost. Um, you know, and with me, you know, I, I, when I was at 54 and I was ranked number one, I could have fought my mandatory canine at 54, which I was favored to win, but I decided to move up to middleweight to fight Golovkin, who no one wanted to fight. So I could have protect, protect my record and just said, oh, I'm going to go this route. And this is an easier route. But I chose the I dare to be great. I just chose the Lufkin in the garden. And, um, I came up short, but coming up short to the fans, they respected it because it was like, man, he had his opportunity to go elsewhere, but he didn't. He chose to be great. He chose to dare to be great. So I think just being authentic like that, the fans can can relate to it and they respect it. So I just think fighters just need to be more authentic and just, you know, stay true to themselves. And at the end of the day, fans are going to love them regardless. I think looking backwards at that fight, we all appreciated a whole lot more than we did at the time. Thank you. And now looking forward, you know, you're closer to the end of your career than the beginning of your career. And have you thought a little about your legacy and what you would like your legacy to be when you do retire? Absolutely. That's, that's what this fight's about. This fight... Right now, it's just about legacy. It's about, you know, I know that a win against uh, Jacobs would then put me in a position to then fight for a title. And um, and that's just how I would like to end my career, you know, um, just with that stamp as a champion, you know. So, yeah, you know, this fight is definitely about legacy. You know, that's why it's so important to me. Well, we know you'll give it. Good luck to you, Gabe. Thank you. What's up, Gabe? How you doing? It's Ellie. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Reporting. Yeah, you yeah. You fought Triple G when no one wanted to fight Triple G. You fought Charlo when no one wanted to fight Charlo. Same thing with Lemieux. Same thing with a lot yeah. of the fights. What do you have to do right here to beat Danny Jacobs? What are you going to do? Hey, yeah, man. You know, the, the work is done. We had a great training camp. You know, I, obviously now at this point in my career, I have, you know, I may not be as fast as I used to be when I fought, you know, those those other names you just mentioned, but you know, I got the experience. I got a great team. I got a great corner. You know, so it's just about listening to my corner and putting in the work, you know. And then... We had a tough training camp, so, you know, we're ready for this fight. No, absolutely. You gave me an accurate prediction for Kelbrook Crawford. You gave me a prediction for uh, Lomachenko, Teofimo. What's your prediction? Word for word for Canelo and Colin Smith. Oh, Canelo. Um, you know, I think I think Smith is going to present some problems for Canelo early in the fight with his length, his height, and his size. But I think uh, being that uh, Smith is so tall, I think it gives Canelo an advantage to fight him in the inside and dig to the body and slow him down with body shots. He has a really good left hook to the body. So I think he'll I think he'll slow down Smith to the body, and um, and then he'll start busting him up up top with the left hook. So I think uh, I think Canelo pulls off a de uh, a decision. 
not a knockout decision. And my last question, if you take care of business and you beat Danny, do you want the winner of Canelo Column Smith? You know, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna look past Danny right now and, and say anything on that. You know, my focus is just being present in the moment and focusing on my job on Friday. You know, I can't really look past Danny and say I want this fight, this fight, you know. Right now it's Danny and that's and that's just my focus. Thank you. Yep. Hey, what's up, uh, Gabe? Stephen K.O. Arbor Sports. Um, you've obviously fought some some top tier names in your uh, in your career, Charlo, Lemieux, Triple G. Where does uh, Danny Jacobs rank as far as like motivation wise, like in, in the gym? You know, getting you up to, to go to the gym. What is that? Uh, where where does he rank as far as all those guys that you fought? Oh yeah, it's big. You know, Danny Danny's a former world champion. You know, so you know the fight's a, it's a, it's a big fight, and. Um, you know, it's a fight where, you know, it adds to my legacy, you know. Um, you know, with, you know, this is for the underdogs, you know, this is for the blue collar workers, the heart, you know, people that dare to, to, to dream and dare to be great, right? So that's what this fight represents. So a win against Danny is, is huge. He, uh, when Danny was on, he was talking about, um, you know, he wanted to make you eat your words and things like that. Mm -hmm. Talking more aggressively than, than Danny Jacobs normally speaks before a fight. Does yeah. that work to your favor? Kind of the fact that he wants to be aggressive. Obviously, you're aggressive. You you, you want to scrap. Does that kind of kind of work work out for you, uh, game plan wise? Hopefully. Yeah, you know, I really don't think anything he brings to the table really is going to make a difference. You know and I'm saying like, there's nothing that Danny could do that I haven't seen. So whether he's aggressive, whether he wants to box, whatever he wants to do, it's really not going to make a difference in, in how I'm going to feel. I'm just focused on what I got to do. You know what I mean? So, you know, he says he's going to make me eat my words. I don't even know what words he's talking about because I just kept it all the way 100 with him. It ain't like I was fabricating anything. I ain't say no lies or anything. So I really don't know what kind of words he's talking about. And, and lastly, man, for me, um, your brother and uh, uh, your Philly brother and Danny Garcia is going to be fighting Spence. How do you see yeah. uh, that fight playing out? How do you think? Uh, yeah, man, I, I love that fight. You know that fight actually gets me amped up for my fight because I was watching I was watching the the build up of the fight last night on Fox and you know man it's a great fight. You know Spence looks great. Spence mm -hmm. looks like the accident really didn't affect him. You know some people are just built that way. You know like if you look at Vinny Paz and his story and his accident how he came back and. You know, so you can't really, you can't really like focus on the accident because the thing is, like, he doesn't even remember the accident, so it's not like he can have any flashbacks of like, you know, any fear or anything like that. It's like he went through it, he came back, he's strong, he looks solid, his body looks good. Um, so, you know, I think it's just gonna be a great fight. You know, I'm I'm favoring Danny. You know, I think Danny punches a lot harder than people and than what Spence probably expects. So, um, you know, I'm favoring Danny in that fight, but it's definitely a great fight. It's 50-50. It's King Gabe, thank you for your time, sir. Best yeah. of luck. For sure. Hi, Gabe. Just one quick question for me. You guys have been shifting in temperament. One minute Danny's hype, one minute you're a little hype. Today you're more calm. He's a little mm -hmm. more hype and explaining more mm -hmm. of what your backstory is between the two of you. What do you think is the biggest difference between the two of you as men? Because fighters have dust ups all the time and they say yeah. things to each other all the time. Yeah. What makes this so personal? What is the biggest difference between the two of you? 
You know, I just, I think the thing with Danny is, um, I think Danny, you know, lost, has a, has a lost sense of reality. I think he's a little caught up in feeling himself a little too much, you know, and, and I'm just not feeling that, you know, um, the comments he made about me, you know, every, you know, the thing is this, I've always get respect wherever I go, you know what I mean? Cause I dared to fight big fights and big names and at times where I really didn't have to. So I've always gotten respect for that. And then for him to just say, oh, you're just this, you're just a journeyman or whatever, whatever. You know, I started late. I worked my way up working graveyard shifts. I did what he didn't have to do as a professional. I worked graveyard shifts. I, I did this for years, working my way in the rankings, ranking number one in the world as I worked the graveyard shift. So he don't understand my story. So when he talked crazy like that to me, he don't understand how disrespectful he is, right? So when I say what I say about him, I'm talking facts. I'm saying real shit. I'm saying like, look, who was you fighting coming up? I mean, like the only, t the only time when you stepped up, you lost. When you fought Canelo, you lost. When you fought G, you lost. You know, um, when you fought the Russian dude, you lost. You got slept. If anything, you didn't just lose. You got slept. You know, I was fighting real dudes coming up. I was fighting Soda Karaz, beat him. I was the underdog in that fight. I fought Sagun Pao, his, his, his New York mate, right? I knocked him out. You know, Charles Whitaker, Kasim Uma was my first 10-rounder. I beat him. So I was actually fighting champions and beating them when I was coming up. So that's just why I feel, that's that's what gets me worked up about how he talks about me. So, um, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm just speaking facts and I feel like he's just talking crazy. And that's, and you know, he get caught up in his emotion and his fantasy of whatever he believes, but it ain't, it ain't real. So with that being said, what do you think is his best win? His best win? Uh, I would say his best win was but but you gotta remember this. When he fought Peter Quillen, Peter Quillen was having issues, promotional issues. So Peter Quillen was out of the ring for over a year. So he ain't fighter like a you know what I'm saying? He he fought a Peter Quillen who was having all these problems. And you know, he he took him out in the first round. You know, anybody can go out in the first round because you cold. It ain't like, you know, it ain't like he punished Peter Quillins for six rounds and, oh, that was impressive. It was, all right, he caught him with a good shot in the first round and he took him out of there. That can happen to anybody. But if anything, that's his most impressive win. Other than that, it's like, you know, he's supposed to beat Mora. You know what I mean? When Mora was like, what, 38 uh, or older. So it's like, other than that, you know, I, and, and it's not to take away from him as a fighter. I still think he's a good fighter, you know what I mean? But I just feel we had different paths and different, you know, it was just, it's just a different journey, you know? I feel like mine was just tougher as far as in the ring. Absolutely. Thank you, Gabe. Appreciate your time. For sure. Thank you guys for all the questions and thank you, Gabe, for joining us. That's uh, that's your lot for today, folks, until hey, Friday. Uh, when that is the press conference call.